Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your angel medium, Julie Jancis, and today we're sharing your angel stories. Why do our angels and loved ones above show us signs? Yes, they want us to know they're okay and at peace, but deeper than that, they want us to connect with them so that they can help us more from the other side. Friends, it all begins with your intuition, vibration, and experiencing oneness. Your intuition is your soul's voice. It's also how your loved ones talk to you from heaven. In this podcast, we teach you how to turn up the volume on your intuition so that you can hear their loving messages more clearly. We also teach you how to raise your vibration and feel your oneness with all that is. Friends, you are here to love, give love, receive love, be love, radiate love. And because your soul is love, all you really ever have to do is just be. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we are here with Karen. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I listen to your show all the time, and I just I just love it. It's kind of helped me through my spiritual awakening. Oh, I love that. Well, I know you're here today sharing some angel stories, and I'm going to let you take it away and share those. Well, thank you. It's it's been a long road in my spiritual awakening and I divorced 5 years ago. And so during that during that time I I put away a lot of what I had learned over the years and put it away and forgot about it in that busy life that we lead. And you know when you're sitting by yourself and you're lonely and you wonder who's around there supporting you you just you just, you know, don't know what to do. So I've been writing a book and I, this is going to be one of the chapters in my book. And it's about the fear of loneliness. This is kind of the best of my stories about my spiritual awakening, because I have photos of the proof. You may not be able to see those, but I can explain it when we're done here. This was about a year after my divorce and I was dating, but unsuccessfully trying to find a relationship. You know, you get on match.com and Tinder, plenty of fish, they were coming, becoming sports to me, and they weren't always the best choices that I made. But I was kind of finding out what I wanted and what I didn't want in a relationship. What I didn't know at the time was that you are never alone. So even if you feel lonely, your guides and your angels and my mom and spirit were right there with me, cheering me on in my quest for companionship. My mom had died eight years prior to this, and I was always looking for a connection to her. I've always had many spirit spirit connections in my entire life, but at this point, I was beginning to put it all together and understand when our physical body dies that our soul energy lives on. When I was younger, I wrote about how I saw spirits in my yard and no one believed me. I felt and heard spirits guiding me, but it did not make sense to me at the time. I knew things before they happened and I had precognition dreams that usually came became true and I didn't understand them. But it was my longing to communicate with my mom and spirit that may have sent her to me on this day. So four years ago, I kept a college baseball player at my house who played for a local team. He became good friends with my younger son and they loved to play together. Well, one hot summer night, the baseball player wanted to swim in the in-ground pool. He had a pool at home and he just 
goes out there and starts flipping everything on and flipped on the pump and he turned on the lights. And to my surprise, the lights worked. Well, what he didn't know was that they hadn't worked in three years. There was an ant nest in the breaker box, which prevented the lights from working. And the bulbs in the pool were out too. But after he switched the lights on, the LED lights glowed turquoise green, blue, and purple. And they seemed to be a sign from heaven. I ran outside and screamed, oh my gosh. I was thinking there was no way these lights could work. I had had two different electricians in. And one of the the pool guys looked at it and said, there's no way they're going to work. And they're going to take it. It's going to take about $2,000 to fix. So I just didn't use pool lights. And I couldn't believe how the yard glowed that night. My son and the baseball player were delighted to plunge in that pool that night and see the glowing lights of the water. These lights, they just made everything glow. And I posted on Facebook that night how it was a miracle in my pool. What I didn't post yet, I didn't think anyone would believe. Because after coming in that night from the pool and watching the boys splash around like little kids, I entered the house, sat down in my chair, and pulled out my my phone with the game Words with with Friends on it. It's like that Scrabble game that everyone plays. And I was challenging a friend and trying to get a game going. And not two minutes had passed since I came inside when I noticed the tiles at the bottom of the screen just sitting there for me to stand up and take notice. I was like a wide-eyed tarsier monkey, you know, with, and I couldn't believe what was happening because at the bottom, my free tile said C-U-K, C-E-E, capital U, K-A-Y, and I couldn't believe it. You see, my mom's name was Kay. She had crossed over to the other side eight years prior. I really think she was sending me a message message that night. There was no way the pool lights would work otherwise. That's too many coincidences to add up that night. I took a screenshot of the game and showed it to my sons, and they're still kind of reluctant to believe, but I know they know that there was something special about their Nana making herself known that night. This story is the one that has actual evidence. Whether you believe in just a coincidence or you believe it to be true, I believe my mom watches over me and sees me. I also believe that she helps me make decisions along along with my angels and guides. Once these synchronicities happen, it's impossible to keep discounting them. Fascinating and extraordinary things will happen if you keep believing. And fear of loneliness will dissolve once you realize you are not alone. You have angels and guides cheering you on everywhere. They see you and help you every day. You are not alone. And that's my first angel story that really started me on my my quest for spiritual connections. That's so amazing. I love that. I love that the light actually came on and you sent over the picture. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the picture. See you. Okay. And then we've got the picture uh-huh. of um, the lights on in the pool. And then, I love that story. Yes. It's so beautiful. I mean, you can't, you can't discount that when you have two things happen like that. One thing maybe, but not two. I don't no, think. that is so spirit. That is how spirit works to come through and just validate so that we know, like we know, likely, like we know that it is them. 
Beautiful souls, I am so, so, so excited to announce that starting February 1st for $100 a month annually, you get access to a new e-course each month. Yes, you heard that right. Friends, last year you asked me the best questions like, how do I awaken? How do I connect with my angels more? You asked me, Julie, which of your courses should I take first? We've simplified everything for you. Starting February 1st, when you become an angel member, your angels and I are going to guide you through a journey of spiritual healing one month at a time. In February, we're starting with holding a high vibration and the energy of oneness. In March, we're teaching you how to build a relationship with your spirit team. In April, we're diving into teaching you how to trust your intuition. In May, the angels are going to show you how to access your soul's purpose. The rest of the year, we're diving into how to rewire your brain, self-energy healing and chakra clearing, inner child work and ancestral trauma, learning to speak your truth, sacred angel work, and so, so much more. All of this information builds upon one another, and it's best to start February 1st if you can. But if you're listening to the podcast and that date has passed, no worries. You can still become a member and we'll guide you on which lessons to view first to get up to speed. Some people have asked, will I have access to all of your other courses when I become a member? Over the course of the year, we will cover and expand upon all that was in the High Vibration and Angel Communication e-courses in the Angel Membership. However, the Angel Reiki School is separate and different as it helps you develop your unique spiritual gifts to serve others. While Angel Membership walks you through your spiritual growth and angel connection month after month. Each month, you'll get four new teachings, two Reiki healing recordings, and two live group question and answer Zoom calls. You'll also get a workbook, a community chat in Thinkific, and so much more. Go to the website The Angel Medium to become an angel member today. Purchase the Angel Reiki School, or if you just like to take the previous Angel Communication e-course, you can sign up for all of those on the website. But again, that information will be covered and expanded upon in the Angel Membership. Links are in the show notes. Friends, this is going to be the biggest year of expansion, growth, and healing for you. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And I think she had to do two that night because she knew that I wasn't knowing at the time. So kind of had to prove that that she was there. Yeah, 100%. You know, that's what happens so often with all of us, right? That, that we see that first thing and we think, oh, okay, you know, was that just my mind trying to see things? Is that me making something up? And then they come in with the second one right away or the third one even to say, no, this is really us. We're really coming through. And now I just, now I just believe it. And now the more that I just believe the first time, the, the, the more special things happen to me. It's just mm-hmm. greater things happen. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they have to build up that faith in us. Right. But then once we know it, we can just mm-hmm. believe that's perfect. Yeah. And it really started me on my, not just my quest for spiritual awakening. It's just, uh, I was wondering what I was going to do. I'm about to retire as a teacher. 
And it just made me believe that I could, I could do anything. And so I became a life coach and Reiki master and just started to do a lot of the different healing modalities and also became a past life regression hypnotherapist too. That's amazing. Karen, congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited for your journey. So you have another angel story to share. Tell us about that one. Well, this one uh, started out in my, my quest for uh, getting some of the classes that I take to become a hypnotherapist. I was already a life coach. And while I was a life coach, I discovered that hypnotherapy could just be another modality to help my clients heal from past traumas and, and things like that. So this is a story that happened to me before I was about to take my hypnotherapy class last year. This is my fear about feeling spirit. I actually felt spirit that night. This extraordinary event starts out in Virginia Beach. I was taking hypnotherapy class at the Edgar Casey Center, the ARE in Virginia Beach. And I was at the house of a good friend that I met during life coaching class. Have you ever met someone that you have met in another life? And that's the way I felt when I met her. And then the next year, she says, we're going to take hypnotherapy class together. And so I stayed at her house. So I've been meeting all these sorts of friends out in Virginia Beach. So I immediately connected with her. And we kind of helped each other get through some rough patches in our life. So this girl I stayed with, she actually thought I was a sister of her in another life. Well, I don't remember that life, but that I'll probably get to that in some of my other regressions. She said that I was adventurous and fun until we fell off this cliff. Now, I don't remember that, but um, I'm probably trying not, I'm trying to forget that right now. But anyway, I was in Virginia Beach and I was staying with her. And I was about to embark on my past life regression hypnotherapy training. Two weeks prior to this, I had some readings that will eventually come out in my book. Edgar Casey showed up in my reading that I had with a medium. And he said that I was going to embark on this hypnotherapy journey. And I was going to learn it and know it and then eventually teach it. Now, I'm already 50 years old. So I'm thinking, well, that's not a lot of time left. But uh I'm going to do my best and live up to live up to that awe I was feeling. So I was already feeling a little bit of awe and a little bit of pressure, but I took it all in and I have, I have an open heart. I didn't know much about hypnotherapy, but I knew it did have an impact on my life and I had experienced one. So I was willing to learn. And so as I worked through a lot of past traumas in my early childhood, I hoped that I would, you know, have a better experience going into this hypnotherapy training. So after visiting my friend, I ventured up to her attic and I pulled out her couch bed and I snuggled up with a book trying to read, get some pre-reading done for my hypnotherapy class. And I got up once during the night. I was kind of half asleep. You know how you kind of wander around, you go to the restroom, you try not to wake up too much because it was only about 2.30 or 3 in the morning. I left the door open just a crack and I fell back to sleep in no time. Then I lay on my back and my arms were splayed out and my hands, my hands were kind of up in that. I mean, my hands were down, kind of like your palms down on the bed. When all of a sudden I looked to the right and there was this huge black hairy wolf looking down on me and he had the bluest eyes. 
I thought to myself, does my friend have a large dog I don't know about? Did he sneak in when I didn't shut the door? She had small dogs. They didn't even weigh 10 pounds. This was more like a wolf. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I felt frozen like you feel when you're in the middle of a dream or you you think it's real at the same time. What I didn't know at the time is I was having a lucid dream. Then I felt my right hand try to move because I was scared. I mean, I, I could have been eaten by a wolf, right? I felt his paw on top of my hand like a heavy weight, and he it was almost like he made me look into his eyes. So I turned and looked, and he stared at me. And then I turned and looked the other way, and he was gone. It was almost like he wanted me to feel him, that he was there. I thought I was dreaming at first, but can you feel things in a dream? It was like he was right there. And when I turned and looked the other direction, he was gone. It was like that half awake, half asleep feeling that you feel. So I got up the next morning. I couldn't believe what happened. I immediately ran down the stairs and and explained what had happened to my the person I was staying with at, at her house. And lo and behold, then I look in the mirror and I have this white, this little light scratch on the top of my forehead. It was not something like he meant to hurt me. He just, it was almost like he marked me, like he was there for me. And so I didn't really know what was going on at the time, but I tried to figure it out a little bit more as I went to my hypnotherapy class. So, and the friend I was staying with, she's a medium. And she said, I think he's your guide and he's there with you now in the next part of your journey. And I looked up loves in the, you know, in the spiritual sense and they mean teacher, you know, and I'm just finishing up with my, my teaching years and, and I'm trying to venture out into the different healing modality worlds and I, and I think he was just a guide, an angel that had come into me and to help me and to make known that he was there to protect me and he will be with me. And so during the hypnotherapy class, he, the, I asked about the wolf as one of my intentions and he was there and I knew that he was not my enemy. He was my friend because in the, some of my regressions, I was petting him and following him and he was leading me on a path. And so I just know that he's a guide that came in at a different point in my life to, to help me. And I also did another regression later and found out that I was a a Cherokee Indian in the wolf clan. And he may have been with me in that, in that past life. So this all just sort of really got me interested in this line of work and it hasn't stopped since. And I've been, journaling and studying and working with clients ever since then. So it just is amazing how spirit works. That's so beautiful. Tell me this, Karen, you know, since you started this work, your mom really talks about how much your daily practice of, of like spirituality and your spiritual routines have really brought, brought peace and, you know, this constant thread of joy into your life. Talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, I just get tears in my eyes when you say that, because I always reach out to her and she, yes, I, 
have been a source of peace, even as we're in this pandemic and I'm trying to teach and I'm in this world of teaching and I feel the stress all around me, but I know, I know it's going to be okay. I know that we're going to get, we're going to get through this. And I try to be a source of peace and calm to everyone around me. And it it has really, really helped in my, in my personal and my professional life to just know that there's spirit all around you that's supporting you no matter what happens. 100%. I'm so excited for you and for your journey. Um, I feel like your mom has been leading you this entire time. Like, and I mean, not just our talk together, but like throughout your spiritual awakening and your progression. And she's made me feel like twice that there's a lineage of deep spiritual roots within, you know, the female lineage in your history. Mm-hmm. And And she says that all of them stand behind you as you come into this work. And as you start this, they're all part of your spirit team. And I feel like this goes back like seven generations. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, I think my Nana, um, I have felt her with me too when I've been to a medium before and my mom. And I am adopted. And this is why... Growing up, sometimes you know how you feel out of place. And I know uh, adoptive people can feel this with me. And but when after my mom died and I tried to connect with her in spirit, I, I realized that it's it's your soul. It's not who you are related to biologically. It's it's who you it's who you are. And I feel like she is my soul family. And I wish so much that I would have connected with her with her gifts, you know, because she had true gifts and she didn't share those with many people. And I know that I need what I need to do, even though I'm 50 and I'm getting older, I need to share those gifts with others as best I can. Yeah. Um, She really comes into making me feel like who's the daughter energy, the daughter energy you have the daughter? I have. Um, no, I have two sons. I have a future daughter-in-law. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, there's something that ties into her journey as well. And mm-hmm. um, she knows about the wedding. She knows about <laughs> everything coming up. She said everything's going to be perfect and beautiful. But your journey, she takes it very clearly. Your, your journey as a healer ties it over to your daughter-in-law and they make me feel like there's something coming in her future and it might be 10 years in the future, but Mm -hmm. these two things tie together. There's one more thing that they keep showing me, and this is for the entire audience listening, but just what you said is so spot on. And what everybody needs to hear today is that there are times where we lose people who feel closest to us, right? I work all the time with people who have lost both mom and dad. I've worked with people who've lost everybody in their family growing up except for them. And what spirit always comes through saying is that they bring other people into our life when those people are needed. So sometimes if people are listening and they've lost a lot of people or they feel that loneliness, Your soul family isn't just the family that raises you or adopts you or that you're birthed into. It's also different people who come into your life at different times. And it's for a purpose. You're part of the same soul family. You just weren't born 
and come into it when you're young, right? So your mom keeps talking about that too. And she shows me her surrounding you with this very tight knit soul family of spiritual healers that you're going to be working with as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to open up. I've had, you know, writing my book right now and just all the different spiritual things that are, ha- it's almost like it's coming at me and I'm trying to, you know, learn as much as I can in order to have that open heart to help people. Yeah. And you know what? We can't push ourselves farther and faster than we can grow. I mean, Spirit uses this analogy sometimes uh, of just they'll show me the classroom, right? And like you can't push a third grader to know eighth grade math. It doesn't work that way. So the same is with us. We just have this natural rate of growth and learning and unfolding. And we can't push ourselves to learn beyond our capacity. We're always taking action on it, but they're just coming through with patience too. You just have to have patience with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely am on a new journey and, you know, this, this whole pandemic and the, the virtual world that students are in this year has thrown everybody for a loop. And, and just, if my advice is to anyone is just try to get through it the best you can and go with the, go with the flow. And that's, that's what I intend to do, you know, for the rest of the year and, you know, until I retire. Yay. Well, I am so excited for you, Karen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a teacher and for all that you're doing. I can see you're in the school right now in the classroom. Thank you. And thank you to all the teachers who are listening, all the nurses who are listening. Thank you so much, Karen. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Bye.